Alrighty then, how have you been since I've been away? Really? That's good. Well, I've given up on the radio for tonight. Uh, because I want to I wanna tell you the, the story behind me finding the radio. It's, you know, it's an interesting one. It's kind of fun. And I also found something else. Um, so, I mean, you'd think I found the radio at the dollar store where I get the batteries. But no. Nope. Uh, pretty much ransacked when I got there. Uh, the only things that were left was pretty much just the batteries and a little bit of food. And I got that last bit of food there a couple of weeks back. And the batteries, well time I didn't need them <laughs> uh, so all that's left is useless shit unless I can use a little angel statue knickknack as a weapon I don't see the point in dragging it home it's just more junk for me to carry uh, anyways finding the radio well, was, like I said it was really kind of fun in fact, parts of it even seem like a video game because just the way everything fell in place. So I was walking beside the road and I was getting going a bit further in to towards town than what I normally do. Now, I know you think, I, I say town twice for two things. Uh, there's a small town that's right up from where I live and then there's a bigger town which they tried to call a city for a long time that's about 10 miles away you know it's 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 a little bit different so I, I walk in towards there I'm getting closer and the thing is there's just cars beside the road everywhere and you know it's crazy I mean I've never seen anything like that I mean the cars aren't in good condition I mean they're busted up they're bloody some of them wrecked, but I mean, it's just everywhere you can't go with you know 10 feet without oh, there's another car, yeah. So, I mean, it really puts things in perspective. I mean, it well, I mean, I guess you know, <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that. Well. Along the road, there's this this house. It's a nice little two-story house on a big piece of land. And they have this long-ass driveway leading up to it. It's about a football field in length of a driveway. And uh, so, you know, it belonged to the Wellmans. And I decided, well, I'm going to go see what Mr. and Mrs. Wellman had in their home. I didn't see any car in the driveway, so... I figured they must have up and left. So I walked to the walk to the driveway, and uh, when I got like ten feet within the front door, um, I hear this shuffle, 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 and here comes Mr. Wellman coming around the corner of the house and looking as corny as he ever did in my life. He always wore this sweater vest that made him look like he was stuck in the frickin' 80s. It was like pink or something. You know, I mean, it had all kinds of different colors on it, but I mean, pink is a majority of the color. Uh, yeah. And his head was just flopping left or right, left or right, because he had 
two big chunks taken out of it and it's barely even held on there. So each step he took his head flop one way and then flop the other. <sighs> Hell. Well, he fixed his dead gaze on me and then just started walking right at me. And I thought, well, fuck, I'm going to go ahead and take care of him. I mean, he didn't look like much of a nuisance, but, you know, go ahead and get rid of him now so I don't come carrying a bunch of stuff out of the house and forget. But I never do forget things like that. But uh, I take my first shot, and I get graze the side of his head. This skin just peels off. It just, ugh. And that's his head flopped out of the way. And then took another shot. His head flopped out of the way. I didn't even graze him that time. And third shot flopped out of the way. Fourth shot flopped out of the way. And I just, I got pissed off. So I walk up to him. I give him a spin. Uh, how I do that is I just walk up. I run around to his back. Push his shoulder. And then run around him again, and he's trying to catch me. I've already knocked his center of balance off because he, he really don't have a good center of balance. And uh, yeah, as he's spinning around, I wait until his back's towards me, and I put my little nine mil against his head and pop. All right, so he falls to the ground with this clinging sound. Sounds like keys. So I looked, uh, and there on his belt was his keys latched on, and I'd almost forgotten about that because, see, a couple of years back, I worked at a uh, full-service gas station. I mean, they, they had we had self-service pumps, and we had full-service pumps, and I'd sit in this little box and wait for people to either pay for the gas they went out and got or make me go out there and pump it. Well, Mr. Wellman was one of them who would always, always make me uh, go out there and pump it for him. And uh, the funny part is, is his gas cap was one of the lock gas caps. And he wouldn't just reach me the key. He would turn the car off, get out of the car, come all the way back towards the back of the car, un unlock it, and then just stand there. Yeah, he'd just stand there. You know, the only action I think that he, he thought he couldn't do was take the gas pump, stick it in the hole, and, you know, pump the gas. Because he'd stand there while I pumped the gas. And sometimes he'd latch the keys back onto his belt. Belt loop, not his belt, obviously. And what really pissed me off is he wouldn't give me, he always give me exact change. And he would not just, you know, let me take the money by myself back to the register and walk off. He'd follow me, follow me, and then he'd laugh and go, <laughs> I just need to make sure you get my money in the place where it belongs. Fucking bastard. The thought of this, I mean, at the time I had forgotten, so, you know, something that fresh on my mind again, so I gave his nice little corpse a good swift kick. And I kicked it again and again and again and again until I got a little bit of aggression out on it.
uh, he was the dick. You know, if, if there was ever one. Anyway, sorry. Uh, as I was saying, it sounded like keys. And uh, I didn't think much about it until I got to the front door and found it was locked. So I had to go back to him, get the keys, so then go back to the door. And, hey, the door is open. When I got into the place, it smelled of rot. I mean, not just rotting flesh, but rotting vegetables. And that, that gagged me more because I'm not used to that smell of, the rot, of rotting vegetables. I'm used to the smell of the rotting flesh now. The vegetables, though, that's just all pugnant. I mean, I still taste it in the back of my throat. So, and I look around the, the downstairs area, and it's just a mess. In the living room, their plasma screen TV's busted on the floor. Uh, I mean, the downstairs was just a mess. So, I made my way upstairs. Well, it wasn't any better. I mean, things were broken. Mrs. Wellman decided to greet me. So... I had to pretty much shoot her. Uh, she was actually a lot easier than her husband. And, uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Uh, looked in their, the master bedroom. Uh, windows was busted. Bed had blood all over it. And, uh, shit, you know, um, it, it was a mess. And now this is where I found the uh, radio, but I didn't find it just then because something caught my eye and on their, their, their nightstand, on their dresser, whatever you want to call it, there was a family picture. And I'd forgot about their daughter, Stacy. Now she's like this 14, 15 year old whiny little bitch who every time you saw her, she's like, I want to die. You know? And uh, I couldn't stand. I pretty much I hated the entire Wellman family. Uh, they were assholes and whiny, and I just couldn't stand them. And uh, so I decided before I go on, I'm gonna find her, make sure that uh, you know she's not dead. You know, in a way, I kind of hope that she just wasn't home when all this happened because frankly I didn't want to find her alive uh, she's probably still probably still as annoying in a situation like this than she as she was in life so I, I really did not want to because morals would have made me bring her back take care of her until I found some way to put her off on somebody else which was going to be hard seeing that there's really no one else. <sighs> well, anyways, I found her. Dead. But uh, not on dead. Seems that she finally did what she uh, cried about doing in life. She shot herself in the face. But. This. 
No, but get this. She even died in such a dramatic way. She wrote a letter <laughs> or something. Oh, I don't. I wouldn't really call it a letter because it's not addressed like a letter. But she wrote a very dramatic last bit of paperwork. Uh, uh, you know, pretty much of what happened leading up to her death. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's sad. I read it. It's sad. But, I mean, it's kind of hard to really feel for them. Um, I really didn't like the Wellmans. I mean, you got to understand. Though, I, I do... I don't know. I don't really know how I stand on this. Um, anyways, I took I took the papers. I took a gun that was laying by her. Uh, I found some more ammo and the master bedroom closet and that's where I found the radio. The radio was sitting up there by the little gun box. I'll, I mean, I'll read it. I'm going to read it to you. The letter. The note. Whatever. It's just not right now. I don't have time right now. But I will tomorrow. It should be entertaining at the least. Or at least educational, I should say. Uh, let you know someone else's point of view of uh, the events. Like I said, I. It, it was sad. I mean, past the strong dislike for him, I did cry reading it. I'm not going to cry again tomorrow. I mean, I didn't cry my eyes out to begin with. It's just. You know, you're, you're thinking, man, what, you know, if I was that young, how would I reacted in that situation? More than likely, I probably would have done the same thing. Um, I don't know. I'll read it to you tomorrow, and then you can find, figure out on your own. Well, I guess I'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, right. Later.